Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to be rolling with you for the next three hours. Thank you to everybody tuned in all over North America. The free Odyssey app, your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody tuning in on a smart speaker where all you have to do is ask that machine to play uh, CBS Sports Radio. Good news for the Phillies fans. Everybody in Philadelphia, the Phillies just beat the Arizona Diamondbacks in Game 1 of the National League Championship Series 5-3. to three. This is the Phillies' fifth straight postseason home win. If you watched the game, you saw that Citizens Bank ballpark was absolutely jumping. And the Phillies gave them good reason to as they smacked a bunch of home runs all over the damn place. We'll talk about that game and hear some of those play calls momentarily. It's also Monday, which means it's Monday Night Football. And things continue to at least now stay interesting between the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers just scored on a fourth and one pretty much at the goal line to tie the game up at 17 all who went out there and caught that pass. Justin Herbert connects with Gerald Everett. A two-yard touchdown pass. The game is tied at 17-all. Still plenty of time left in this one. Seven minutes left on the game clock. And so let's see if the Dallas Cowboys decide to answer. And either way, I mean, come on now, all things considered, Los Angeles is likely to get the ball back again. So we'll keep you up to date on Monday Night Football as that continues on. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys trying to improve their record to 4-2. and two, And the Los Angeles Chargers, they're trying to improve their record to 3-2. and two. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let me tell you, back here, National League Championship Series, Game 1. 
The Philadelphia Phillies wasted no damn time, none, in getting on the board. Home runs to start the game off. Kyle Schwarber says, I got a home run for you. Bryce Harper on his 31st birthday says, I have a home run for you. Nick Castellano says, I have a home run for you. And collectively, over the last three games, the Phillies have hit 12 home runs. That is the most home runs ever in the postseason in a three-game span. They're on fire right now. I want you to take a listen to this call. Kyle Schwarber, to start the game off against Zach Gellin, decided to go deep and open things up. This is courtesy of the Phillies radio network. And Zach Gallen, this being his former home, he grew up in New Jersey, and the first pitch is blasted deep to right, and Kyle Schwarber has arrived. A leadoff home run on the first pitch from Zach Gallen, his first homer of the postseason. It's one to nothing, Phillies. I told you today is Bryce Harper's birthday, right? 31 years old. And so what the hell you think he did? He went out there and hit a home run as well. Take a listen to this one. Here's Bryce Harper, the birthday boy. And he swings and lifts it high and deep. And happy birthday, pal. Harper with a monster drive deep into right center. It's 2-0 Phillies. Harper's fourth of the playoffs. He's lighting it up. Someone who's been lighting it up, it would seem like the as much as he has, if not more, Nick Castellanos. This man said, okay, I won't hit a home run. I won't have a chance here in the first. He says, I got y'all in the second. Take a listen to his home run. 1-1 one, one pitch. Swung on, hit well to right. Going back, Carroll to the track. He turns, he looks, it's gone. Over the out-of-town scoreboard. And another home run for the Phils. It's their third of the night already. As Castellanos gets in on the party. His fifth homer of the playoffs. And it's 3-0 Phillies. It's crazy. And then Nick Castellanos by himself. He's only the second player ever to hit five home runs in a three-game postseason span. The other dude, you might have heard of him, Reggie Jackson. And so Zach Wheeler, he was able to hold it down for the Phillies on the mound as well. Six innings pitched, eight strikeouts at one point in time. He retired 15 dudes in a row, told them all to go sit down. Game two is going to be tomorrow, but before we even get there, I want you to listen to the final call of the game courtesy of the Phillies Radio Network. So we go full again. The runner on at first, three and two to count. Kimbrell's ready, the kick, the pitch. Swinging a hot shot to third, backhand boom to second. There's one, on to first, game over. Nice. Around the horn, the Phillies take game one as Craig Kimbrell gets the save. Alec Boehm starts the game-ending double play, and the Phillies have a 5-3 win over the Diamondbacks. Here in the first game of the league championship series. Listen, I know there's always some some wild things that happen and go on, and you never know how a series is going to turn out. Arizona, it's their first loss in the postseason since 2017. Let's keep in mind that Arizona, for the past several years, they've had no idea what the postseason smells like. 
And so this is an introduction to them towards, like, I want to say real baseball. They're taking on a legitimate uh, opponent right now. And I think the Phillies are going to be well on their way to going back to the World Series. And by all indications, I mean, so far, the Rangers got the edge. The Rangers are leading two to nothing in the ALCS against Houston. And I know there are plenty of folks all over the country who are happy and enjoying the fact that the Astros are getting smacked around right now. That's just the facts and reality. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Tori Lavillo is talking Diamondbacks manager right now. I'm pretty sure sooner than later we'll hear from Mr. Popularity himself, uh, Bryce Harper, or Nick Castellanos, Mr. No Popularity, but nobody will care as long as he's going out there and hitting those bombs. Meanwhile, back in Los Angeles, Tom continues to roll off of the clock. Dallas Cowboys trying to uh, win this game 17-all. About five minutes, a little less than five minutes left in the game. And and for both teams, I got to be honest, to see the Dallas Cowboys and the Chargers on the field at the same time, it, it's a tough decision to say, well, which one of these squads is going to go out there and choke? Because it's something they're both proficient at. Hey, Shep, you, you got any guesses here? Dallas Cowboys will win this one, right? Yes, because Dak Prescott is good enough to beat you on the road. Justin Herbert is not good enough to allow his natural ability to overcome his apathy. There's a JR, I, I know Dak Prescott has his share of you know critiques and 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 certainly his defiers and, and people that are not uh, in his in his camp, but he's a competitor. Um, he will put his body on the line. He's an individual that is never going to shortchange you for effort at any point. And, and I just see Justin Herbert as a guy that is so gifted and talented. I don't get the sense that he's ever been a real competitor. I've never gotten the feeling in watching him that this means everything to him. With Dak, you can say that. Now, he'll throw you out of games. He'll have his you know time management issues and his, his play calling inefficiencies. But but he's a, he's, a, he's a competitor, man. I can't say that about Justin Herbert. And so with that being said... I'm going to give the competitor the advantage over the guy that, because of his prototype and body, should be the guy winning every game. Justin Herbert has not exactly done that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you could uh, consider somebody to be a competitor or not. I mean, he's, his body language. Nah, I don't think. Well, I understand that. Right. But he's. What was Tim Duncan's body language? Tim, but yes, but but Tim Duncan was not flamboyant. He was not boisterous. He was not a showman. But Tim Duncan, you saw that. You remember Jr. You remember that 2000 uh, epic 13, you know NBA Finals when he missed that shot, and he was so pissed at himself. He slapped the floor so hard. Now, granted, it wasn't we, every play. We we watched we watched the man for 20 years. Right. My my point is there are enough. Justin Herbert ain't been around since but yesterday. There are enough players that come down the pipe. That ain't screaming and yelling and an effusive. I, I wouldn't say that Dak Prescott is body language is 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 shows that he's a competitor. I don't. I mean, you got plenty of people just go and get the job done. And I think Herbert is is great. I, I don't think you can measure whether or not he's a, a competitor. I think he plays on a crap team. 
I, I'm worried and concerned about whether a, a constant turnover is going to be towards his detriment. I mean, whether you got to look at Lynn and now Staley, uh, there's always you're waiting for the shoe to drop. You're waiting on something to happen. His receivers somehow, Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams, these dudes are, are always hurt. And so I, I think he might be, unfortunately, just stuck on a bad team. I, I don't, I don't want to hope that, well, certainly not hoping, but are, are we looking at Phillip Rivers, you know, 2.0, somebody that plays forever, goes to the playoffs on occasion, uh, can't go anywhere because his team isn't at the top? Like, we know even in his own uh, division here, you think about Patrick Mahomes, the, the boogeyman. You got to get past him. And Herbert ain't in that space. Is he can? Is he going to knock him off every now and then? Maybe, but probably unlikely. And so we'll see. 17-all, Dak Prescott trying to put some more points on the board. About three minutes left in the game. And the Cowboys, man, they, they, they got some work here if they want to hold them off. JR, you think that Justin Herbert is the type of individual that is going to play in an AFC championship game with a torn ACL. You and I both know he is not Phillip Rivers. I don't, well, in what regard? I'm, I, I think he's a more talented quarterback. Oh, with, oh, with uh, Jared, this, he's, he's John Elway in terms of talent. I mean, the arm velocity, the, the body, his ability to get rid of the football so when he actually wants how to. How are you, I, I, for the life of me, yes. I don't understand how you can measure anything out of the guy. I've watched this guy for four years now. I have not seen this guy emit any kind of emotion, good or bad, whenever his team does something great. And because of Brandon Staley, when they don't do something right. I don't, I don't think so. I don't get the I, sense I, that this means everything him. to him. No, I, I remember the game uh, two years ago against the Raiders. It was a Sunday classic. I've seen this man uh, try to command fourth-quarter drives. He's, he's, he can win. I, I'm, just, I'm a little surprised that you're taking this, uh, yeah, well, this, this thought on, on he's a competitor or he, he doesn't admit or show emotion. Like, the guy just plays, and he's, he's quarterback. He has no choice. But to scream, who cares unless he's getting a ball down the field? So you mentioned Keenan Allen. You mentioned Williams. Obviously, you know, Eckler's another one. When is the last time they had a touchdown and you felt like Justin Herbert actually got excited about scoring that touchdown? Because you and I both know whenever we watch Tom Brady, even Peyton Manning, who could, you know, uh, move as, as slow as molasses, he was the most excited guy in the stadium when one of his guys scored a touchdown. And they showed that leadership. I never see it from Justin Herbert. That's the only point I'm making. He's, he's got the natural raw talent. We knew that him coming out of college. But he has never shown, like, this game means everything to him. And I have, uh, JR, I, I've, I've seen this guy for four years. I've watched him. This doesn't mean everything to him. He's never, he's never I, one way or I, the other totally excited think, about what his team is doing. I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair to say. You, you don't know that. I've watched this, him, this, JR. But it's not, it's not fair to say this game doesn't mean everything to him. You can't say that. You don't know that. Different strokes for different folks. I mean, what, what you're doing is comparing him. The guys you just named are all-time greats. And if you want to say, and, and that's why I use the example of Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan bust ass when he came out of school, out of Wake Forest, 
and was winning championships with the San Antonio Spurs. In your number two, and if Justin Herbert won a Super Bowl said, in year two, then we'd have a different conversation. It's not about number. That's 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 not the point. My point is, is that you don't have to be the screaming, yelling. I, I couldn't tell you what Tim Duncan did when he won his first championship. If I remember in Madison Square Garden, he lifted his arms and he didn't say anything, and that was it. And then he disappeared the way he always wanted to disappear. My point is, I don't think it's fair. If you want to question whether or not he's a, a good enough leader or he can be a leader because he's not as effusive, I think that's a valid point to make. But to say that the game doesn't mean everything to him because he's not emitting a, a, a or emoting, I don't think that's fair because we have seen great athletes who just bust ass and don't do or say anything. And so I don't think that's fair to go, it doesn't mean everything. You don't know that. Well, I tell you You can only assume. You can't say, you can't say, I've watched him, the game doesn't mean the world. And that's not fair. When he blew the third largest lead in the history of the NFL playoffs into a Jacksonville Jaguar team that I don't know if half of them could spell playoffs, that's how long it's been since that franchise had any success. And you're, down, you're up 27 points, and you find a way to blow that lead, and it's just ho-hum, well, we'll get him next year. JR, I think it's fair to say that I can assess at that particular time this game doesn't mean all that much to him the way it does Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. You even talk about a Josh Allen who's as inconsistent as ever. But you can tell, and JR, you know, and, and you listen to Josh Allen enough. You know when he plays like crap. He's the first to admit it, and you can feel it when he, uh, you know, admits that, right? You can really sense that emotion from him. And so that's why I'm really high on Josh Allen, despite the fact that there's the highest ceiling and also there's the highest turnover ratio. I think, I think, you, get, I think you get where I'm coming from. I, I know that most quarterbacks, if they blew a 27-point lead, they are well, livid, well, they are on. seething at that, the teeth. Even and they, that's not fair. He didn't blow the lead. It's not him. He don't play defense. He's did, not coaching. What did he do in the second half, Jr. That's no man. That's not how like, it works. Like, like, like that's like us saying, "Well, you can't blame Matt Ryan for what twenty-eight-three happened. That deficit in the Super Bowl. You, you don't because you they don't. Were, they were. You don't pin. You don't pin these games. The quarterbacks can run around and play the. Well, it was all me, and I put this. Everybody can do that, but that's not how the game works. I don't look at Matt Ryan and go, "Hey, Matt Ryan blew the lead." No, he didn't. It was a collective effort, and you can go ahead and look at coaching. Yeah, no different than you can look at Brandon Staley. But don't you we point can... at the highest paid player? I mean, I mean, if they're no, going to get that money, no, and they're going to get no, all those accolades no. and all those roses. They also got to take the brunt of the loss. It's not just yeah. always going to fall on the that, head coach. It's the it's, the, it's, it's the marquee that doesn't guy. Mean, that doesn't mean that it's it's fair or accurate. Okay, having or being the highest paid dude on the team certainly opens you up for more criticism. But I've never watched a football game with 53 guys out on the field in three different forms in offense, defense, and special teams and have gone, well, it was his fault. Well, what happened when he blew the lead? That man did not go out there and say, hey, I'm up 27 nothing, and now here it is. You can go ahead and, and, right. and take the blame or point at the quarterback. Well, we've heard this plenty of times. He don't play defense. <laughs> he ain't throwing and catching the ball. He can't stop the bleeding out there. That's not just all on him. If he wants to take responsibility and say, oh, well, I blew it and I could have done better, everybody can say that. That's all for show, man. JR, it's 2017 right now. This is a game that is anyone's to win at this point. This is a game that the Chargers need to have. You said it yourself. Look at the division they're playing against. Look at the Chargers. For what you're saying, I'm looking at Justin Herbert 
getting ready to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. He, he's over here hyping up his guys, dapping up and going down the line. What, what do you want from the guy? They're at best, at best, they're going to tie this up at 20. That's well, it. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know that. I'm telling you. That's what's going to happen. Well, you don't know that. They can win. You're not, a, you're not an oracle. They can win. They can lose. They can tie the game. I just don't think it's fair to say, and this is my overall point, I don't think it's fair to say, based on what you see, whether or not somebody loves something enough because they're not running around or they're not ridiculously effusive. And I just saw the dude. It's, he wasn't standing on the sideline going, all right, I can't wait to go out there. He's not staring into space. Right. He's not right. off on the sideline. Well, he was for most of the game. But to your point, yes, that does not help my argument because I saw the same exact broadcast that you did. So granted, I was hoping you didn't see that, but you did. So that totally works against yeah, my point. It's just, but, but, but JR, but I, I don't see that from him often. I, I, no, I really don't. It's, my point is yeah. it's, you cannot, it is not fair to just say, this person doesn't care about this because they don't act like that. I'm not saying person. he doesn't care. I'm saying he doesn't. That's what understand. you said. I'm saying, no, no, JR, JR. Obviously, he's a professional quarterback. This guy has the talent to be one of the greats of his generation. We all know how, like, the first two, three years of his career, he he always had, like, the all-time passing yards mark. He cares. What I'm saying is the way I distinguish Justin Herbert from the other great quarterbacks this of the game, game doesn't he doesn't matter care as much to him enough. as it does to Yes, others. he still cares, but he doesn't obsess. He's not a fanatic the way that a Patrick Mahomes is, who on his birthday is studying game film for seven hours instead of going out and being the king of Kansas City, which he was even before he even won we, a Super Bowl. That's we, my point. We, we don't know that, man. JR, I've read enough stories about Justin Herbert. Like, when is the last time? And I know Brandon Staley kisses his ass every single time he gets, you know, he gets that chance to do so. But when is the last time Austin Eckler came out or Keenan Allen came out and said, "Man, there's no quarterback in the league like like Justin Herbert." How many times is Travis Kelsey going to pump up Patrick Mahomes? How many times is is even Christian McCaffrey going to talk about a seventh know, round draft pick and Brock Purdy and, and all, say all the great things about him? You, you know, never hear Justin Herbert's teammate dap him up or pump know, him up. Do you know when that happens when people kiss the quarterback's ass? Yeah. You know when that happens? Yeah. There's two reasons why that happens. One, there is really no confidence in that quarterback, so they need to play the game of public relations. No. Nope. So they think that everyone's on their side. Nope. And the other is when they actually genuinely want to want to you know, uh, no. make that disseminate. It's it's when you win. It's neither of the two. It's when you win. And unfortunately for the Chargers, they don't win. That's it. That's the distinguishing factor. The man has had one of the best careers to start a career, and I know this is the new NFL. They're airing the hell out of the ball. How many playoff wins, Jer? Say again? But You just said one of the greatest careers to start a, uh, a, as a quarterback. How many playoff wins does he have? I'm talking about I'm – not, I'm not looking at playoff wins. I'm talking about his career. A lot of the playoff wins or a lot of the, the, the situations that he's been in to start his career is not his fault. I mean, we can go ahead and dot the lines about guys who are currently in the league and and look at dudes who have had less success than him. I'm not looking at playoffs because you can go to the playoffs and get wiped out. You got young dudes who won't get there. You got guys who throw games away. Without a shadow of a doubt, he's had one of the best careers of anybody to start a game or start a career in the NFL, okay? That's, That's flattened, period. I don't think it's fair to go, oh, Patrick Mahomes this. And, and I mean, we can go ahead and look at, at Josh Allen. And, and people are now crapping on him and re- regression. You said a couple of weeks ago that he's going backwards. 
And so all things considered here with this man, people kiss ass when you win. The Chargers have been a crap organization. You will not hear the glamour and the glory. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No, he's not. And I'm talking about as just a QB. You taking Patrick Mahomes, you taking Herbert, you taking Mahomes. We can go down the list if you want to continue to name greats. This man is a damn good quarterback. The, the organization that he's played for might have him in the dirt, may have him running in place. And I just don't think it's fair at this stage to just say, well, I've read the stories and his guys aren't talking about him. And, and so, you know, he doesn't care about the game the same way the other people do. I just, that could be true. I just don't think it's fair, man. I, I don't. Different strokes for different folks. We've seen killers go out there and be silent. Not everybody needs that. But you know what fixes all of that? Winning. He ain't doing that tonight. Yeah, but my when you got a coach, <laughs> when you got a coach like Brandon Staley who's screwing up the end of games and and then we can even go back further and you got dudes like Lynn, it stinks. And he just what he turned the ball over. I yeah, see. Steph, right, Stefan Gilmore. But 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 Jr. But the, and I'm, I'm not trying to like. I, I know everyone knows how much you know. But this is not me saying I know more about this area than you. That's not what I'm trying to say. What what I am saying is, you just get the feeling every single time these games come close that Justin Herbert he never elevates his play. And and so I told you two three minutes ago what Jr. I said verbatim. He's not going to have a game winning drive here. And you're like, well, you don't know that. You're not you a don't. Notre Dameist. You're not. You, you know what I mean. You're not. You're not. You're not Miss Chloe. But I'm. But I'm telling Cleo. you, Cleo. Excuse me. But just I I just know with Justin Herbert he shrinks when the lights are brightest and when the pressure amounts the most. That's just his DNA. He is an all-time great quarterback. If you're looking at statistics from a factual standpoint, I will give you that. But when it translates to success on the field and ultimately putting your team on your back despite the head coach, he is nowhere to be found among the other greats of his generation. That was my only point. Uh, that's that's tough. You say despite the head coach, man. That's yes, that's is, tough. That goes for the same reasons that for years I say people who want to look at Bill Belichick and go, oh, he only won because of Tom Brady. That's 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 not fair. I don't think that's fair. A lot of a lot of of what goes on and takes place is a system that you're in. You know, he ain't he ain't out there saying, hey, we need to go for this on fourth down, or he's not. It, it, it's I don't think it's fair. I don't think so. I think he's I think he's great and I just think he's on a crap team. And only thing that'll show us is years from now. We'll find out sooner than later. It's the JR Sport Re show here on CBS Sports Radio. The Dallas Cowboys holding on to beat the Chargers twenty to seventeen. We'll talk about the game as it continues on. We'll get some audio from the players as it continues on. Bryce Harper currently chatting it up with the media in Philadelphia as the Phillies decide to take game one of the National League Championship Series against the Diamondbacks. We're going to hear from everybody. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, man? I listen to you every night on the way home from work. I appreciate what you're doing, man. You're a bad man, Majama. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Game one of the National League Championship Series. It's a wrap. Phillies, the Phillies, they beat Arizona 5-3. Uh, to three. And then meanwhile, we just had Monday Night Football go to a final as well. The Dallas Cowboys, they beat the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A. The final score there, 20-17. to 17. The Dallas Cowboys improved their record to 4-2. and two. The Chargers fall to 2-3. and three. Dak Prescott was able to throw for a touchdown late in the game. He was able to rush for one early on in the game to get some of the action going. And uh, Justin Herbert. Two touchdowns and one interception. His interception, well, damn it, it was a game-sealing touchdown, or excuse me, INT, to Stephon Gilmore to pretty much close things down and out for the Chargers. And if you know anything, playing in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, it might as well be an away game. And so the Dallas Cowboy fans certainly showed up and showed out as these Chargers go ahead and they lose at home. The final score one more time, 20-17. to 17. We're going to get into more of the plays and more of the action. I do want you to hear this final call. Stephon Gilmore picking off Herbert to close out the game. This is courtesy of the Cowboys Radio Network. Third and 10 at the Charger 25. Minute 32 in the game. Herbert back. Pressure coming again. Throws it out. Intercepted. Gilmore jumped in at the Los Angeles 32, and you can credit the pressure for that one. Dallas Cowboys have the chance or have a chance to take a week off. They're moving into their bye, and then they're going to take on the other Los Angeles team. Except for this go-round, they're going to go ahead and host them at home in Arlington. And for these Chargers who just, can never seemingly get the hell up on out their own way. Uh, the Chargers on the losing end tonight. The next time they are in action, they got to take on a rival. And it ain't going to be fun. They're not on a bye week. They have to turn around. They're going to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Don't be shocked or surprised if they go 2-4. and That would probably be most likely. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Gary's calling from Vancouver. You're on the JR Sport Re Show. What's up, Gary? Uh, hi, JR. Um, I was just talking to your producer. Um, I want to say something about uh, the football game and also the, about concussions. I met a, uh, uh, a fellow uh, locally here where I live uh, in Maple Ridge, which is just outside of Vancouver, he looked like a football player, and I asked him, "How big are you?" And, the, and the, it like a, like he was huge. Okay. He said six seven, and my playing weight was three hundred and twenty pounds. He played in the NFL for a few years, and had to leave because of concussion problems. And he also played for uh, in the Canadian Football League for Toronto. And he told me that uh, he had to talk to his wife. And he decided to stop. We're talking about a man that is double. I'm 5'8". He's double my size. And I tell you, after seeing that uh, that special teams uh, 
thing where he got hit. I, I can't believe it. What I wanted to know what you thought, Jr. Because you always come about across, what? across being smart. Uh, what I think about what? About the fact that it's pretty rough. It's not just rough out there. There's too much money involved, and the the players are getting like. Whoa, 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 Gary! Let's offense? slow down. What's that? You, you, uh, slow down. You don't you don't have to explain anything else to me. I'm just yes. trying to understand what is your question to me. You want to know what I think about what concussions? Uh, I want to know what you think about the fact that it's getting too rough out there. They've got to do something because somebody's uh, going to get killed. Well, 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 Gary, this is this is a rough sport. I think we all know that uh, the NFL has has been through litigation in regards to uh, the effects that the game has on the players. The players ultimately have the the ain't nobody forcing them to go out there. They have a choice. In the NFL, whether you believe them or not, they, they have discussed uh, taking measures to try to limit uh, some of the head trauma. I mean, sooner than later, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of the padding on the helmets as we've gone forward, as we go forward, that they currently wear in practice. Uh, it's the nature of the beast. Everybody knows that it's a dangerous game. Uh, people know that you're going to enter into the game and you're not going to leave the same way as when you came in. And this is a, a risk that everybody is taking, whether you happen to be a player or whether you happen to be the teams or the leagues. That's just what it is. It's unfortunate, but it's it's football. If you don't like it, you don't watch. The players, they ain't nobody forcing the players to play. They get rewarded a lot of money. And unfortunately, a lot of the dudes who try or want or attempt to play, it doesn't work out for them. It's tough, man. It's tough. It really is. Everybody has a choice and an option, though. 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Good to hear from you, man. I'm a big fan of your show. I love your work, and I appreciate you. I'm a trucker, man, so I'll be all over the country, and I uh, look forward to your show, man, at this time. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. Shout out to all the truckers out there. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Dallas Cowboys just walk away with a victory in Los Angeles against the Chargers. The final score, 20-17. to But not too long before that game concluded, and we'll get back to it, we did have the conclusion of Game 1 of the National League Championship Series as the Philadelphia Phillies beat the Arizona Diamondbacks. The final score, 5-3. to The Philadelphia Phillies have been on a home run barrage over the past several games. A matter of fact, over their last three games, dating back the last series, eliminating the Atlanta Braves, the Phillies have hit 12 home runs in their last three games. This is the most ever in a three-game span. And when you're cranking out home runs like that, Schwarber hits a home run to start the game. Bryce Harper hits a home run on his 31st birthday. Nick Castellanos, the last time we saw him eliminating the Braves, He had two home runs in that game. He hits another one tonight. They're beating up on teams. And then to know that Zach Wheeler went out 
and gave you six innings and eight strikeouts at one point, retiring 15 in a row, yeah, these these Phillies are going to be tough to beat. I think that they're going to be on their way to the World Series. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. And speaking of Bryce Harper, he just finished chatting it up with the media. Bryce Harper, he was asked, hey, man, you just turned 31 years old. You just hit another home run. How does it feel? Listen. I'm very thankful to be able to, you know, be in that spot in that situation. And um, it's just, it's it's fun. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, being 1-0 uh, in a series is huge. And um, we got a big one tomorrow as well. And that's a, that's a good team over there, man. They're not going to lay down. And I um, thought they fought and thought we battled as well. So I thought it was a good game one. And uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Anthony. You did mention post-game that you had, or pre-game that you had always wanted to play on your birthday. Did it live up to your expectations? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, after the game, I was, I was pumped, man. Just, just being one and zero. That's, that's all I care. Um, you know, good opportunity to hit a homer. That was great. Um, but at the end of the day, um, if I, if I hit a homer and we don't win, I mean, there, there's nothing else. So, um, just very excited that we're one and zero, um, and you know, looking forward to tomorrow. How did you come up with the candle celebration? I don't know. I, it's crazy. I just sometimes I just do stuff, and that, that felt uh, that felt right. So I thought I'd uh, step on home plate and, and do that. Um, but I just thought about it as I was running around third base. Um, that I'd do. Yeah. Well, it seems like everything that he does seems to work out somehow. And as he mentioned, yes, the Phillies are going to be back in action. Aaron Nola on the mound against Merrill Kelly. If you had to ask me, I'd feel comfortable with the Phillies winning tomorrow's game as well. That's an 8.07 Eastern time uh, first pitch as the Phillies look to go up 2-0 here against these Arizona Diamondbacks. They look to join the Texas Rangers. Texas uh, beating Houston earlier today 5-4. The Rangers have a surprising 2-0 lead in the American League Championship Series. They get a day off on Tuesday before they resume action on Wednesday. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to California and talk to Chris. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, man? Good evening. I'm good, Chris. Go ahead. Hey, uh, so the guys you just mentioned right now, uh, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schorber, uh, Bryce Harper, you got to put a little asterisk next to them. They're dogs. They are complete dogs. They make this game, this baseball game that everybody said is boring at one point in time, they make it fun. They make it exciting. Like, I didn't even like baseball five years ago. But when Nick Castellanos came into Philadelphia, when he said, I don't have a college degree, all I do is hit baseballs, come on, man. That's a, real, that's a dog right there, you know? And um, I, know, I know it's uh, baseball right now, or we're talking about baseball, but um, I do want to hit on one other topic. Uh, I am an Eagles fan, but that dude Jalen Hurts, he stinks. He, he, he stinks, man. How he, how he should have thought that through. Uh, giving uh, that man a contract so early. But anyway, that's all I got to say. Hope you have a good night. Okay, thank you, Chris, for calling from California. Uh, I think everything that ever came out of his mouth has been invalidated by saying Jalen Hurts stinks. This is a man who was in the MVP conversation and taking the squad, the squad being the Eagles, to the Super Bowl last year. They had an amazing defense, but he also led the way on the offense. And Thinking about giving him a contract early, he certainly proved himself as he continued on when he got the starting job. So 
I don't know if you watched one game where he threw uh, interceptions yesterday and decided all of a sudden that he stinks, but if you've watched him over the past uh, several years, they're basically undefeated in the regular season. And so, hey, if you want to look at three INTs and a loss against the Jets, nobody wins them all and, and think that they screwed up and given him a contract, they're 5-1. and one. Okay, they just went to the Super Bowl. The man has proven himself since he's really gotten the job, and he's had to work for it. He wasn't handed the job. Let's remember this. And let's also look at what he did in college. He's faced adversity. He's fought back. He's one of the best QBs in the game. I don't know. Maybe he's missing something. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go ahead and talk to Curtis out of Syracuse. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. I uh, just wanted to say thank you for uh, talking about your experience at the uh, Liberty game the other night. Uh, I was also there in attendance. Um, I, my question was more about, like, what do you think is going to happen in game four and if there will be a game five? Do you think, like, the home court advantage played into any of the, the aspect of uh, the Liberty win? Absolutely. I, 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 do think, I do think playing in, in Barclays Center and, and having that atmosphere, I, I think it energized the Liberty. I think it helped them to go out there and play a little bit more aggressive. Uh, watching the game, you saw that they were they were out there fighting. They were playing defense. And, and Asia Wilson had a crap game. I don't know her exact numbers. I think she might have been 4 of 16 uh, or so from the field. It don't matter what the numbers were. She had a crap game. Uh, do I think she's going to have the same type of game tomorrow? I'd be shocked. I'd be surprised. I think Vegas is going to come out. They're going to come out fighting. They're going to be try to be just as aggressive. And, I mean, the odds would tell you that Asia Wilson won't have the same type of game that she had on Sunday. That's not to say that they're, they're automatically going to, uh, you know, bounce back and win the trophy tomorrow. But I expect a more competitive game. I think the Liberty is going to have to fight more for it. And, and hopefully they have the same type of fans and the same type of crowd. It's one thing to do that draw on a Sunday it's another thing to do that type of draw on a Wednesday night. Uh, so I'm hoping okay. the Liberty close it out or at least tie up the series. I think it's going to be much closer, though. Yeah, I, I agree about the home court. Like uh, during a weeknight, it's going to be a lot harder to draw. So I appreciate uh, taking my call. Thanks. No doubt, Curtis. Thank you for calling from Syracuse. Listen, that it, it took a lot to, to put 17,000 folks in there. That's a WNBA finals record 17,000 fans if they do that tomorrow night I'd be even more impressed let's see what they do it's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio we're going to talk more Monday night football we're going to talk more baseball playoffs we got it all covered it's the JR Sport Brief Show CBS Sports Radio Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 